<coughs> Any threat clearing to do? Is that how you're going to start with a? <coughs> no, of course it's not. I'll edit that bit out. Oh, okay. I can ed- I can start the actual podcast whenever I like. where every episode I'm joined by guests and we talk about a single issue of the comic Alpha Flight. This time I'm joined by Amy. Amy, could you introduce yourself please? Hello, I'm Amy. I'm Gareth's long-suffering wife and I'm quite new to Alpha Flight so this is quite exciting. So what did you know about Alpha Flight before I got you to read this one? I think that it was Canadian, Mm -hmm. that it was kind of like the Avengers but different Mm -hmm. fair enough that lots of people have a variety of opinions about it many people have some wrong opinions (laughs) about it they're they're okay to hold their wrong opinions I mean everyone I've spoken to about it what did Terry say about it Terry wasn't convinced what did he say he just wasn't convinced. Wasn't convinced? No. So he said, I'm not convinced. So did he say something else? He said, I'm not convinced. And then um, other people that I know, I'm not I'm not a comic reader, so lots of unconvinced people. I don't know Who why. Who are these people? Who are these people just, just, just walking around I, unconvinced? Just when I sit in the staff room, <laughs> the various comic fans in the room, of which yeah. there are many who are not me. Right. Maybe aren't super convinced. Don't know, Jekyll, that's what you're saying. Right, so... (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, I do think that maybe there's like a mainstream... You're more likely to go down a certain route of comic fan if you're British and you're 25 now. And you're more likely to go down the, the the Marvel sort of... The characters that have been in the films or that you're likely to see at Comic-Con. So... I do think that that would immediately put Alpha Flight somewhere else anyway. Okay. In someone's psyche. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I don't expect anyone else to like Alpha Flight. I just expect them to know that they're wrong if they don't. <laughs> okay. Um, so this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, number 45, which came out in... Only 45. Out of how many? Uh, 130 in volume one. Okay. And then there's two other volumes and some specials. Okay. But I haven't read most of that. Wow, you really are a super fan. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm definitely the right person to be hosting a podcast about Alpha Flight. I entirely agree. Carry on. Having read about 30% of all of the Alpha Flight. Lovely. Okay. Lovely. Um it was released in April 19... Well, the, the date on the front is April 1987. I found out recently that, you know where it says April? Mm-hmm. That's the date it gets taken off the shelf, not when it goes on. So it's, it's interesting It's fact. a use-by date. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Yeah. There you go. How did you find that out? Uh, it was listening to We Eat Art, which is a different podcast. There's someone talking about uh, skate you. Don't worry about it. You're all just stealing from each other on these podcasts. I see what's going on here. Yes. Well, okay. Go on, do your reading bit. <laughs> so, the issue is called Resurrection. Bill Mantlo wrote it. June Brigman did the pencils. Wils Potasio did Good the names. inks. Good Jim name. Novak did letters. Bob Sharon did the colours. Carl Potts was editor. And Jim Shooter is the editor-in-chief. I've heard of Jim Shooter. Uh, he is because of you? Friends. Yeah. Was he in that book we read? On the way home from <laughs> he was, yeah. He was in... Um, uh, Marvel, the blah, blah, blah. It was like a biography. Oh, the Untold Story. Yeah, it was yeah. really good, actually. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that. and Jim Shooter. It was, it, was a, it was a big part of Marvel Comics, actually. Hmm. He's got a cool name. Yes. There's a lot of cool names here. Um, yeah. Probably... Carl Potts is kind of like Pepper Potts. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Bob Sharon is like a man who's got a man's name and a lady's name. And Jim Novak, I feel like I've heard his name before as well. I've heard of um, the guy that was in Parks and Recreation. No, The Office. What was he doing? BJ. Oh, BJ Novak. Yeah, yeah. That, that may Perhaps be Perhaps this is his like, uncle or something. Um, Boris Jim Novak. Sure. Okay, so 
Could you give me a synopsis of what happens in this comic? No, I've got no <laughs> idea. Basically, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I gleaned from this comic. Yeah. There's a Sasquatch. There, yeah. And there's a, a head of a man who's called Pestilence. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I can't. I can't without laughing because he killed. Does Pestilence kill these people? It was very unclear. Anyway, at the end, he ends up in a mystical handbag. <laughs> It's not a mystical handbag. Shaman's mystical pouch. <laughs> I'm so sorry about my cough. By Unbelievable. The way. But right, so he ends up in a handbag, and um, there's lots of scantily clad people. It's because they've just gone to bed. All smooching each other, while a very <laughs> short, while a very short hairy man walks around complaining that he loves him. <laughs> Genuinely, that's what I got from this. And they're all sort of <laughs> sulking about um, whether one fancies the other. And one minute the French one does fancy one person and then she really fancies someone different. And they've both maybe been the Sasquatch. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Oh, and there's some ghosts as well that are gods. And there's a... Yeah. There's a... <laughs> what I find interesting about this mm. is... Um, each part of the story is resolved incredibly quickly. So, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, like, uh, this lady, what's her name? Uh, Snowbird. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Snowbird's husband and baby, mm-hmm. she sort of petitions for them to be gods. For them to be accepted into the world of the gods now that they're yeah, all dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there's like a little argument and then within like four panels, it's like, yeah, fine, they can do that. Yeah. Sure. And then again, within three panels or uh, the next guy. Who's shaman, the... yeah. The shaman's, yeah, it's shaman. Shaman. Shaman, shaman. Who knows? He. Uh... You're the first person who called him shaman, by the way. Oh, OK. Perhaps it's the Canadian accent. What, your Canadian accent? <laughs> no, <laughs> my correct pronunciation. Anyway, so then he disappears yeah. and leaves his daughter Elizabeth behind. Yeah. Um, while this one walks around feeling guilty. Yep. I couldn't quite work out who this one was because of her outfit. I assume it's this one. <laughs> it's Heather. Heather, Heather Hudson. Yeah, I thought it was Heather Hudson. Lots of moping from Heather. Oh, yeah. Um, she's quite miserable. So Heather would be moping in this because since taking on leadership of Alpha Flight, um, one of the team members has died along with her husband well, and baby it's, son. It's an absolute bloodbath from looking yeah. at it. No, it's people are either dying, leaving, or moping around because they're old and hairy. I don't, I don't fully understand what's going on. Um, I, I don't get why he left the shaman. 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 So up to this. So yeah. One of the reasons I gave you this comic, and I said because lots happens or lots gets resolved, is because a lot of the plot lines which have been happening up to this point all sort of converge in this comic and then get resolved extremely quickly one after another. Yeah, hour. so quickly. So, um, Shaman, uh, he. And what I also should say, sorry, is Bill Mantlow is the writer on this one. He took over from John Byrne, who's very, very well regarded in comics. And John Byrne was the reason that lots of people were reading Alpha Flight. Right. He left because he got bored and he never wanted to do it in the first place. So Bill, why did he do it? Because he was paid. Hmm. So uh, he's, he's, he was allowed creative freedom and he was paid a lot of money. Right. And he wrote uh, wrote the theme tune, sung the theme tune a little bit. Are all your listeners... Dennis Waterman fans. It should be, yeah. Or Little Britain fans. Um, the reference may have gone over some of my 12 American listeners. Okay. Heads. 12 is a, is a pretty... No, Little Britain's on BBC America. It's very popular. Okay, anyway. Okay, so we're good. He, okay. he did everything, right? Right, right. And then right. he left and Bill Mantlow's taken over. Right, And on. he is currently still finding his way a little bit. He's had, He took over on issue 29. We're on 45 now, so he's had it for a little while. But he is definitely trying to move the team into what he is happy with. So he's still not happy with the team. His team or the the characters? The original Alpha Flight team. Oh, right, okay. Um, 
And so he's trying to move into a position where he can write what he wants. Is what he wants to write about a woman and her slightly sex pesty ways? No. Because this comes up numerous times. And right at the end, her boyfriend's become a woman. And she's, you know, again, she's scantily clad in his slash hers arms. And he, she is thrilled. And they're all pretty happy, except, of course little short fella um i wouldn't say that everyone's happy i mean i don't know who this guy is either with the blue mr jeffrey why is he called mr jeffrey <laughs> he refused he just has never had a superhero name is he a biology teacher though <laughs> no he has the power to transmute metals and plastic so he is a science teacher a little bit yeah a little bit yeah he's terribly um, geeky. but he tends to stand around in shirts and Looking... he doesn't have a costume so really he should be kicked out of alpha flight because alpha flight appears to be a camp uh, music gym video except for <laughs> mr jeffrey um, what for the for the readers who uh for the listeners sorry who haven't read this a lot of this happens just after bedtime so can i just do the, the synopsis oh i'm so sorry that... i'm so sorry because um okay so start off with the funeral of Snowbird. Snowbird and her Mountie husband. You can see he's in a Mountie outfit Love a Mountie. Two South, what a programme. And their baby that's being held up by these coffin machines. And everyone stood on a hill in Tamarin Island looking at them. They're, they've got plexiglass coffins because it's easier to draw who's in them when you can see through the glass, right? Good point. Um, Snowbird is being buried as Sasquatch, who is who she was when she died. She was killed, if I remember correctly, by Vindicator, who is Heather Hudson. Her. I wonder she's so glum. Look, you can see it down here. Yeah, I saw that. But... So Sasquatch was taken over by Pestilence. Pestilence is just about to kill the yeah. baby. So she shot Sasquatch, yeah. who is Snowbird. Yeah. Um, and now she's feeling all guilty about it. And Puck's all like, I wish I could hold Puck. Heather. Puck. Puck, yeah. Like Shakespearean. Yes, like Shakespearean. And also like a hockey, hockey puck, because he's short and bounces around a lot. <laughs> is Alpha Flight highbrow or lowbrow? Is it Shakespeare or is it a hockey puck? So in uh, the episode I recorded with Fraser, which was all about Puck had his own little story, which is right, issue right. five. Right. Um, it was called, it used a quote from Midsummer's Night's Dream as its title. I remember we talked about this in the car. Yeah. Yes. So it's sort of halfway between. It's highbrow, between. yeah. It's sort of halfway between. It's the intellectuals comic. It's, yeah. I've interrupted your synopsis it's again. Fine. Carry so on. Puck is feeling very glum because he wants to hold Heather and tell her everything's okay. But instead she goes and rests her head on the shoulder of someone who's as tall as her, which is Mr. Yeah. Jeffries. The science teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Purple Girl, who is new. Is that her actual name? That's her actual name. Well, I thought that was a Mickey take. In... No. Okay. She's called Purple Girl because she's, she's purple, purple and a girl. But, and you might actually understand who she is, she is one of Kilgrave's illegitimate children. So do you remember in Jessica Jones? Yes, yes, Doctor yes. Who, yes, David Tennant. Yeah, well, he was called the Purple Man in the comics. Right. And he uh, convinced a Canadian woman to marry him. And they lived as husband and wife. And one day he got bored and left. And then she was just like distraught. And But then, so she brought up Purple Girl as a single mother. And then when Purple Girl hit puberty, she turned purple and found the ability to affect people. Like she could tell people what to do. Same as David Tennant. But not David Tennant, Kilgrave. Kilgrave. Kilgrave was a baddie though, right? Yes. So she's, she's the daughter of a baddie, but, but she's, she's, never met, she's never met her dad. So she doesn't know he's a baddie. She, she kn- just knows he's She perfect. found out when she, when she turned purple, which is another issue, so we should talk about that. But when she turned purple, um, she was like, uh, she thought it was part of puberty. And her mum was like, actually, you're the daughter of... Uh, and a man wrote that issue. So Because oh. girls don't tend to think that turning purple... Uh, but anyway, so she's purple. She doesn't feature in this very much. Okay. And then everyone has a bit of a hug, apart from Puck, who stood... Stood outside on the edge. Yeah. Uh, and this is... Poor Puck. little sausage. Puck becomes increasingly alienated. Yeah. Um, I think before we get to this point, we find out 
he was introduced as a midget, as a dwarf, sorry. Right. Uh, so he is an actual dwarf. Uh, and uh, John Byrne wrote him like that because he thought that uh, dwarves and short people and whatever the correct vernacular is... I don't know, I've got to be honest. Um, he thought they should be represented in comics. I agree. Bill Mantlo took over and changed his uh, origin story to give him a reason for being a dwarf. Oh. Which will I'll come to in a different episode. Well, that is one thing I do like about this comic. From mm. what I can tell, having read this episode and listening to some of your other podcasts, mm. although obviously when the podcast, them, yeah. no, not all of them. I haven't had time. I've been moving house, Karen. <laughs> um, is there does seem to be quite a strong ethos of diversity running there through. There is, it. yeah. There's a lot of women. There's maybe not enough ethnic diversity unless um, you count a sasquatch canadian ethnic diversity canadian well, yes, diversity so, so that's why you've got first nations represented by shaman and his daughter Lynn. oh okay yes sorry that's true yeah I'd, I'd, yes but there's a lot of women yeah and north star is gay north star's gay yeah there is a biology teacher i mean you've got you've got yeah, I think maybe uh, they thought that there wasn't enough representation from straight white men, so they made the straightest <laughs> whitest man. <laughs> wearing check shirts, yeah. yeah. And what's going on with North Star? Because he, so, he, by the way, I want to hurt whoever wrote cough like that. But it's like a hacking cough. It's how you write yeah, but cough. You just write cough the way it's spelled. Cough is a phonetic word. Cough. Yes. Okay, uh, okay but it is translated from the French. <laughs> rubbish um i mean i've been coughing all through this interview but the way i've been coughing is c-o-u-g-h coughing <laughs> well that's how you always cough <laughs> um, you see my point it's so, so annoying to yeah me. so north star doubles over with coughing when they fought pestilence right uh pestilence said you're already like you've got an illness i'm not going to tell you what it is but i'm just going to exacerbate it a bit so then for the next five issues North side's constantly coughing. And then what happens? I can't tell you that, can I? Because that's issue 15. <laughs> Where you find out a ridiculous... Well, there's a lot to cover in. Well, it's about. the early 90s and he's the first gay... It's 1987. Sorry, it's the late 80s, early 90s and he's the first gay character. So yeah. one would assume he has... How dare you? <laughs> no, because that's How what... How dare you suggest that the one gay character in comics <laughs> has picked up AIDS? <laughs> I didn't say AIDS. I would have gone for HIV. But um, <laughs> my point was that that was a common theme in the 80s, wasn't it? And, and 90s. Nine... And on issue 45, where that is not revealed to be true, I'm not going to mention no. whether I is. But I mean, Tom Hanks and a variety of... I remember as a kid as well being told that you know, but the HIV was a, a yeah. progressively big problem and it was going to become airborne and we were all going to start inhaling it. Yes. Which never happened. No. But, it, yeah, so essentially... So we've solved that mystery then. North Star, from the strong hints we're given, yeah. one panel per issue for the next five issues, Wow. he's got HIV. But in the 80s, would people have known that? I guess maybe they wouldn't have. They uh, Well, they... I knew about it in the eighties. Older so. readers would. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's comics code approved, which means they can't say that he's gay, and they can't say that he's got AIDS, and they can't mention drugs. Why can't they say he's gay? They did say he was gay in what ep- no. episode? They said he was yeah, gay. Yeah, in one hundred and six. So that's uh, like nineteen ninety two, wasn't it, or something? Yeah. So it's a different time. They a five years difference had changed the way comics work that much yeah wow well considering that was the he was the first person he was the first one to they they allowed other gay gay. characters are there in comics north star's husband um in what about this um, lady that sort of swings in all directions okay let's finish this up okay i'm sorry i'm just i'm so interested um right so then during the funeral, Shaman does some rites and calls down Snowbird's mum, uh, parents, who are like three gods, and says, take them. And they say, we don't want the humans. And then she says, well, I won't come up to uh, heaven, your god place. And Your go, god place? Whatever oh, it is. Dear. I'm not actually reading from the page, am I? I get that. And I haven't read this for a while because you've had it for like weeks. 
How dare you? So then the shaman. So then the shaman says, right, my away. work is done. Shaman up to this point has done some catastrophic. He's the reason that Snowbird's baby turned into an 18th century evil person who tried to kill everybody. Because she said, I need somewhere. Anyway, he's the reason. Fine. He's had enough. We've got he it. He goes off. He's off. We're only on page then, seven. Then we're on a boat. Then there's a boat. A boat turns up, yeah. They're all like, oh, a boat. And on, yeah. And then Mr. Mr. Jeffries. <laughs> he sees them. Uh, he turns the machines which are holding the coffins up yeah, into that. little go-karts to take people down yeah. the hill. And don't you think she looks like Emma Willis, by the way? Uh, we're pointing at Aurora. In this one panel, she does look a bit like Emma Willis. She looks a lot like Emma Willis. Yeah. Yeah. The TV presenter. Yeah. Who would have been approximately five She's about years my old age. When this came out? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Same hair, though. Yeah. It's uncanny. So, but she is wondering... Her... She's got a shady history with men. Okay? So... What's her shady history with men? So at this point when she's looking out over the boat coming in mm. with her finger against the side of her mouth, wondering. Yeah. Is that her previous boyfriend was Walter Langowski, yeah. Sasquatch. Yeah. Sasquatch lost his body because it turned out, but for a reason, which yeah. happens in another comic. Okay, we won't talk about that. He lost his body, tried to get another one, fluffed yeah. that, yeah. went off into his consciousness, left and, Earth. And then there was Roger. Then Roger Box was a paraplegic character. Interesting. More diversity. More diversity. Except they fixed him. Yeah. So it's a bit... you've just jumped it a little bit, haven't you? Because I haven't explained what happened. So her next boyfriend was Roger Box, but she was just sort of rebounding onto him. Well, and Roger could tell that by the end of this comic. Yeah. And she kept on saying, you just, do you understand how these things work? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> time may not be a line for you but it is in this comic alright I mean <laughs> so do it really quickly so we can talk about the more interesting stuff right so her boyfriend Roger who left as a paraplegic has been turned into a fully grown man muscly man because he used, used his fat no, to uses make legs fat to make legs oh, and so he comes back in a Jean-Claude Van Damme style leotard yeah um, Again, not necessary. Not necessary for him to stand like that no. with his hands and his hips, and no. for the angle to point upwards towards his crotch. His, his crotch is actually centre. And of that then frame. she dive bombs onto him and calls him beautiful. Yeah, it's just all and wrong. They, they all have different thoughts about it. Uh, Vindicated doesn't get about it. Scramble is Mr. Jeffrey's brother, but he gets a code name Scramble. And he transmutes flesh, which is creepy. It's so creepy. Uh, Northstar thinks his sister's behaviour is disgusting. Yes. He's not impressed. But it, uh, what happened here, Gareth? That's an ink spot. It's nothing to do with me. It was like that when I bought it. Shocking. Um, and then, this is all going on. We see Smart Alec in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> so Smart Alec was a baddie from John Oh, Burns he's run. a baddie. He was a baddie. He gets he a lamp thrown looked, on him in this. He looked inside. So he was one of the team that killed Guardian. Right. During that fight, he thought he was so clever that he could understand what was in Shaman's bag. Because Shaman's pulling all magic. Oh, stuff the out. handbag. Yeah. Right, got it. So he thought he was clever enough to work out how it worked. So he stuck his head in it and went mental. So Shaman shrunk him down to the size of a little action man and put him in the bag for safekeeping. And that was it. We'd never saw Smart Alec after that. That was issue 2012. That was issue 12. What's the film where the uh, big bodies have the baby's heads and the baby's heads get really small? Did they get that from this? There's like, they stick their head in something and their heads like grow and shrink. Oh no, maybe that's Harry Potter. But I'm sure it was in a 90s film as well. What happens in Super Mario Brothers? The Coopers have tiny heads. Oh, no. Anyway, it's a it's so sm- a, it's, yeah. it's so a bit smart creepy. Alec was in Shaman's yeah. magical pouch. He's tiny. Then Sasquatch comes bursts out of the grave. Yeah, comes back to life. Smart Alec is running around the house. Heather sees him, goes, you were part of the team that killed my husband, throws a lamp at him. He runs off. But he says, Heather, wait, it's not what you think. He gets kicked about a bit, slapped about. Sasquatch, she throws a lamp at him. Yeah. Her glasses hang off one ear. Is that pertinent to the story? I just don't understand how it works. She grabs him. Sasquatch bursts through and shouts, 
Aru. Yeah. And Heather says, Sasquatch, Snowbird, but it's not Snowbird. It's Pestilence who's taken over yeah. Snowbird's body as Sasquatch. Yeah. They all have a big fight. Yeah. Smile, it gets thrown on the floor. Box comes out, starts fighting. They all have a big fight. Just as Heather is about to get caught in the fight, Puck grabs her. Naked. Get... He's got some pants on. Fine. Grabs her, gets scratched across the back. And then... Uh, all no, the while... I thought he'd already been scratched because he was one... Oh. He gets... So he does his flip here. And on his first... He jumps off the stairs, jumps into the middle of the fight. It says slash. So that's where he gets hit. And as he does his somersault, he gets slashed here. It's complicated, isn't it? It's actually... Um, it's a lot of effort. Then... <laughs> so Box is fighting Sasquatch. And then Roger Box comes down the stairs, presumably having been in bed with Aurora, with Aurora, who's wearing only some lingerie. Rude. They say, but if you're there, who's in box? And he looks at Aurora and says, hello, beautiful, it's me. And it's Walter Langowski. He's yeah. taken over the box robot yeah. through some mystical science. Yeah. They all have a big fight, kick yeah. pestilence out of the... The purple girl tries to save everyone. and But she fluffs it. She fluffs it. Because she's new. Well, um, and she's not wearing a bra, so what chance did she have, really? Heather's crying on the stairs as well. Because she's having a little breakdown, because she's like, since I've taken over, things have got worse and worse and worse, and now Pestilence has taken mm. over Sasquatch. Everyone's mm. having a big fight. She's not the greatest leader, is she? She becomes a better leader. I mean, she does get the handbag. <laughs> so. Yeah, so while she's watching all this action going on, everyone's getting beaten up, her house is getting smashed to shit. Yeah. Are you allowed to swear on this? That's my podcast. I can do what I like. Okay, okay. I try not to because when Bill listens to it and he hears a swear word, he asks me to turn it off. Well, yeah. So Puck is still doing all those things and then um, Box overloads Sasquatch, which kicks out Pestilence and then Heather grabs Sasquatch's mystical bag, bag yep. throws it and Pestilence goes in and then he's lost. Yeah. And then while all that was going on, Walter jumps out into the body of Sasquatch. Yeah. And then um, Aurora's like, hooray, you're back. I love having a hairy animal as a boyfriend again. And Roger's not happy. Roger is very unhappy about this. I mean... And then uh, Walter turns back into his human form, but, but having forgotten that his human form is now a woman, and now he is a lady. And that's how it finishes. Which, again, is quite nice for diversity. They don't really mention it very often. It's all very odd. It's, but not that. Not that relationship is odd. Mm. It's just the, the oh, oh, you know, that sort of attitude of women in this. You've sort of got, you've sort of got strong women, and then but the women are also really, really not strong. Well, yeah, but you've got three different female characters in this, if you don't count Walter. Or what's he called? Wonder? I can't remember what, they, what he calls himself when he realises he's a lady. Anyway. He's surprisingly cool with it. Um, well, I think anyone would be. So you've got Purple Girl, who is essentially a child, and she's looking to find... She's trying to work out who she is. Yeah, yeah, but but you know... You've got um, Heather, yeah. who has recently lost her husband and is trying to come to terms with everything. And then you've got Aurora, who is a flighty... Nymphomaniac. nympho. Exactly. And you, you were saying to me the other day about how anybody should be able to pick up yes. a Marvel comic. and Because of Jim Shooter, it should be possible to pick up right. a comic and work out enough that you're not lost. But imagine if I picked up this one comic mm-hmm. as a teenage girl trying to find out who I am as a comic reader and a yeah. person in mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And these were the role models I was presented with in this one snapshot. Yeah. It's not great, is it? Uh, well, in this one no, snapshot. But then, Alpha Flight isn't nobody's a role model in Alpha Flight. The closest there was to a role model character who was um, oh flipping hell, Hudson. He's uh, Heather's husband, right? Right. He's very straight down the line. Right. Patriotic. Worked hard, reluctant superhero. Right. He copped it. Right. He's dead. Right. 
so then everybody else is just trying to like get on with their lives as part of a superhero so team. are they kind of there's no role models so they're more like anti-heroes yeah so yeah and they're not really anti-heroes hmm. because they're just they just like being superheroes so puck as a character before bill mantler took over was you could look up to him because he was just getting on with his life facing up to his disability became a superhero because he trained to be one he lived a full life and he made moral choices like healthy moral choices mm-hmm. um which he still tries to do but Bill Mantlo makes him a bit more self-pitying than he needs to be are they trying to make them grittier and sort of more hard-hitting no there wasn't any of that oh what's their relationship to like the X-Men and the Defenders and... So their relationship with the X-Men is that they were invented as antagonists to the X-Men. So the X-Men at the time that Alpha Flight were invented were Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, Colossus... Um, Rogue? No, Rogue wasn't in at the time. There's one other who I've forgotten. Banshee and Nightcrawler. Okay. Um, so they invented a team who could fight that team. So you had to have someone who was super strong to fight Colossus. So you had Sasquatch. And you had to have someone who could be a teleporter, who was North Star and Aurora, because they're super fast. That's their powers. Um, Shaman controlled the weather. Like Storm. Yeah, so that was one of his things. He controlled the weather. Okay. Um, and so Alpha Flight, the baddies. They weren't baddies in the story that they were introduced as a team. They were trying to arrest Wolverine for desertion because Wolverine started off as one of so Department H is like the superhero uh, Canada's superhero. Uh, team right and he started off in there and then he um, went AWOL to join X-Men I see so there's this whole thing about James Hudson Guardian also weapon so he changes names a lot Um, but he's trying to like repatriate Wolverine against Wolverine's wishes why did Wolverine leave because he just had enough he didn't want to be a government man he wanted to go and be in the X-Men so Alpha Flight is a government group. Um, until issue one of Alpha Flight, in which case they lose all their funding. Why do they lose their funding? Because Canada doesn't want to pay for superheroes anymore. So is that where Wolverine had all his um, like adamantium put into his skeleton? Um, no. Wolverine has a very checkered history. Oh. So um, it's I can't remember what the official line is because. His actual official um, biography has changed a few times. So some of it is set in stone and some of it is just like made up and some of it has been reported and then forgotten because it doesn't fit what the line actually is. Mm. Comics are a very movable feast. Yeah. Yeah, because if someone has forgotten something which has happened in the past, then it doesn't exist anymore. One of the roles which fans play is maintaining that. So if they see something which goes against character or contradicts something from a previous issue, then they will write in and say, what on earth are you doing? That isn't what that character's like. I don't think North Star would do this, 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 this. Um, in, yeah. Are the that... fans of Alpha Flight particularly committed? or? Um as committed as any other fans. If you read the letters pages, it's a mixture of, wow, I really liked what you did and how dare you do this. Would would writers be swayed by what fans said? Not particularly. Good. And editorial wouldn't either. Good. Um, and not, I don't mean to be rude to fans, but in my experience of watching a lot of television, hmm. as you know, I love television. Yeah. It always seems to go wrong when fans... When the correct team listen to the fans. Too yeah. much. Yeah. Not... In some cases, a little bit can be helpful, I guess, if because sometimes I guess you can't see the wood for the trees, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. But uh, too much and it's all a bit... 
Yeah, and I mean, Alpha Flight wouldn't have had their own comic if it hadn't been for fan reaction. So every no. time they turned up in a comic as a cameo, Marvel would get loads of letters saying, "When's Alpha Flight getting their own yeah, comic?" Yeah, and that's that's not plot. That's no. not a plot thing. So that in my like you know like the Veronica Mars film and things like that, that yeah. sort of thing is all fine to me. It's just when it becomes a plot changer. Yeah, but um. Yeah, you did get fan outcries. It's it's different now because of social media. Mm. So if there's a fan outcry one way or another, it's much louder, tends to be a bit nastier. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a pity. But you didn't really get that. So creators, as long as editorial, as as long as the creators could sell editorial on it, mm-hmm. they could, and it came within comics code guidelines, mm-hmm. they could, do what they wanted a lot more. What's the Spider-Man on the front about? Um, or the so Venom? Or? That's if there's... Um, well, of the comics that were printed, mm-hmm. some went to newsstands right. and had a barcode there, and some went direct to comic shops. So direct market. So it didn't have a and barcode? It, no, yeah, it would have something else there. Sometimes Why Spider-Man of all the characters you could put on the front? Just because... Because he's, he's in an advert in here as well for Captain Crunch. He is, yeah. I have to say... You prefer the adverts? Yeah, to totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the adverts are an amazing look back into history. Look at this M&M's one. Yeah. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Yeah. That Pinot is having an amazing time. I mean, look at that. He's, he's sunbathing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hang on. What's happening to him? He's having a golden shower. <laughs> And then it's an advert for gum, and what amazed yeah. me, I don't know how you'd ever get away with this. Maybe you would in, in Canada. Mm. It, it, no, wait, wait, wait. The superhero team is Canadian. The comic isn't sold only in Canada. Oh. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh, I see. Well, okay, then, in America or Canada. Yeah. But um, Gum Dinger Adventures continue with Gumby and Pokey, mm. and um, they're trying to find the mystical Gum Dinger land. And there's all sorts of sweets and balloons and things like that. But then you can sign up for a kit for $1, which has stickers, a memo pad, bookmarks and a pen. But it seems to be advertising sweets. Yeah, it Which is. you couldn't do today, could you? But do you remember, I mean, I used to get the Beano because I wasn't super mm. cool like the rest of you reading Marvel. And I did used to subscribe to things well, where you got a memo pad. And this came out when... <laughs> yeah, but this came out when I was seven, so I wouldn't have been... Bodybuilder, cool like this is amazing. Maybe yeah, but... it's a truck body, maybe it's a racing car body, but whatever model you're building, you want it to look the best. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so if you build a model car from a kit using glue, then all the pretty girls with bows in the hair will like you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Even if you are ginger, which let's face it isn't your fault. <laughs> Although Rogers suffers from that as well, so Yes. I'm joking, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um so also um, the Captain Crunch uh, mystery. Yeah. That's a little piece of genius. Next to Emma Willis. Then there's some sort of sales leadership club where you can get prizes or cash. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I don't. I think you call up, and I don't know how you get these prizes. Ask for free sales kit. To, no, I don't think they're prizes. I think what happens is they send you a load of crap, and then you sell it on. Yeah, I think you sell it to people okay. or you use it as prizes in like fairs and stuff. Maybe, yeah. I'm not sure. What I've could got you have won? Calculator watch? Well, a bike or a dinghy. Polaroid or... camera? A tent? These are all good, it's good stuff. There's... A monkey? Oh, no, it's a There's some great stuff, but I have to say I am confused. We'll send you a free sales, uh, a free sales album displaying quality all-occasion coat... Cards, notes, gift wrap, stationery, address books, recipe books, and other gift items. Also included with your free prize catalogue. I don't know what's going on there, but I love it. Okay. I'm sorry. Would you like to talk more about no, Alpha no, no. Flight? Uh, no, it's fine. We it's can me and Alpha Flight podcast. I mean... This is just a shop. So. I like it, though. Yeah. I like it. More more Gumby and Pokey. Yeah. Different adventures. So good they advertised it twice. Karate with Spider-Man. Uh, no, there's two adverts here. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, no, there is. One for the Marvel Supermart. <coughs> what, excuse me? What's which the Marvel is like Supermart? a travelling 
Comic-Con. I love it. But when Comic-Cons didn't have TV and movie and people dressed up, you just went and bought comics out of a box. And then karate lessons. With Chuck Norris. Uh, the martial art catalogue features Chuck oh, Norris. Oh, amazing. With a free autograph photo. Uh, someone I used to work with said that her dad looked like Chuck Norris and she called him Chuck. Right. Amazing. That is amazing. She was one of my favourite people. And then, She's not dead. So she just works on, on the On the back, we have... Some sort of... Oh, it's like Dungeons & Dragons, but for Marvel. I'd love that. I've always wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, an actual Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, I'd love to play that. And an advert for the subscription club. And Magic the Gathering. You want to play Magic the Gathering? I don't know why. I just it's, it's, it's in a lot of stuff. And I always think that these games look really fun. Because I love really long, long play... Yeah. I like a game that goes on for at least three hours. Yeah. Which is your idea of hell on earth. It literally is, yeah. You couldn't think of anything worse. Than having to talk to someone for more than yeah. 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. yeah. But I would think you would like them because there's a lot of structure. Like you have to roll a dice. You have to do like a predestined mm. thing in a lot of them. Yeah. It's Magic the Gathering cards though. Magic the Gathering is cards and like fighting against cards against cards yeah. as I understand it. Yeah. Dungeons and is Dragons is like storytelling. Right, right. So you make up, you invent a character, and then you take that character on a quest. Yeah. And then the dungeon master has a plot, and then I say, love that though. Yeah. I love that because I used to love when we were kids that game. Um, was it called? I hated it and loved it at the same time, but like, it's terrifying. Mm. You used to put the video in, and then some scary dungeon master would nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Vicky had it. Okay. And then I also used to love. Um, that program on telly where they used to put a, a helmet on and it would be sort nightmare. of like CGI with that. They're both nightmares. <laughs> but one's nightmare with a K. <laughs> I love those. And I love those. <laughs> no, but the other thing I love was those books when you're a kid yeah. and you, you roll a dice and it tells you which direction to read the book in. Like yeah. go to page 40. Choose your own adventure. Yeah, they should have done that with Alpha Flight. Um... Because I would have chosen for Roger to have gone a different way because really I feel he can it is a pity Roger was one of my favourite characters um, when he was being done by John Burton I mean he can hold a girl up without actually holding on to her look at that on well, page he, at nine he's very strong now he's very strong and uh, young and good looking I will say though that it does sort of annoy me mm-hmm. with my diversity hat on yes when they take someone disabled and like Fix them. Fix them or yeah. make them better. Well, yeah. That they annoys don't... me. I don't want to give too much away okay. for people who are going to are read gripped. issues 46, 47, 48, 49 and 50. Okay, I won't be one of those, so... I didn't think you were. No. Um, But he doesn't get fixed. Oh. Because bearing in mind that um, Scramble, who gave him his legs from his excess fat... Creepy, creepy man. ...is a baddie. Is he? It's very Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, a little bit Jekyll and Hyde. Mm. Except that, uh, no. Slash Frankenstein-esque. It's more, he's pretending to be a goodie, but he's really a baddie the whole time. Is Mr. Jeffries a baddie then? Mr. Jeffries is a total goodie. <laughs> he looks it. Um, he looks like someone put a bowl on his head and cut it. He's such an interesting character. No, because well, like, is he? Lots of the ladies in the comic are drawn to him. Um, Heather will eventually get with Mister Jeffries. Is that because he's like a woodcutting, like real man? Yeah. He go in the woods and survive for three days yeah. without magic powers. And he sort of takes on the role of Purple Girl's father as well. Well, her father's a, a terrible bit. person, so. Yeah, but he, she looks up to him as a father. Okay. Um, do you think you would yeah. look up to Mr. Jeffries as a father? <laughs> yeah, full, yeah, full on. Mr. Jeffries is a dude. Well, from this comic, I would say Mr. Jeffries would not be my idea of an ideal. Interesting question. So, of the characters in this issue of Alpha Flight, mm. who would you kiss, marry, <laughs> or kick? No, what? Kiss, marry, or kill, do you mean? Yeah. Where did you get the kick from? I'm thinking of the playground version, which is... Just kicking everybody. No, kiss, cuddle, or kick. I don't know. They're all abominable. I, there's not one character in this that that is remotely 
But I mean, in terms of other comics, I feel I should marry the. I feel I should marry Puck, Puck just because he seems to be having a bad time. He's having it. a rotten time. And the woman he loves, who and she's pretty aware by now. Everyone else knows that. Is that Heather? Heather's yeah. Heather should know by now that Puck's in love with her. Let's kill Heather then, because interesting choice. Well, because she she's just not getting it from this this one tiny no. section. She's being miserable. She's moping around. Her husband's already dead. Mm-hmm. Get rid. I'll marry him because he he just needs some care. Good choice. Everyone loves Puck. And then I'll have to kiss Roger because again he needs. He just needs someone to love him. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go through this whole turmoil if his legs haven't really grown back and scrambles are baddie. And, you know, he's he's going to need people around him that are good people. Yeah. Oh, that means maybe I should marry him. Who? Roger. Maybe before he had his legs back. Either way, I would it matter? Uh, I don't know. It's a whole ethical... Uh, but who would you kill? <laughs> I've told you, Heather. Oh, Heather. Sorry, you did. My mistake. Um, interesting. Okay. Uh, you normally ask structured questions in these podcasts. Well, you? no. I, I, the the format, which is our secret, because I keep saying, is that uh, after the instruction the synopsis, I just say, what did you like? What didn't you like? Okay, I've, I feel I've I feel I've covered those You've bases. You've pretty much covered all of those, yeah. Yeah. You've also covered that that you'd like to play Magic the Gathering, <laughs> <laughs> and that you'd really miss adverts for sweets. Is it worrying that probably Bill gave you a more coherent interview? While hiding under a table, yes, a little bit. Yeah. Um. Nobody knows me though. True, that is true. Um. Uh, yeah, they we, know, they will soon know that I'm a complete Wally, who's very annoyed by overtly like flappy things in flappy comics. Things. Yes, flappy things like skimpy night dresses and oh la la and misspelling coughing and <laughs> flipping like Heather a, being a miserable cough. cow. It's not. It's it not at all. It's to show the difference between. Uh, Anyway, he interests me the most. That guy, what's North his Star. name? North Star. Yeah, I'd like to know. North Star is a great character. I don't like him very much, but he, I think he's a brilliant character. Is it? Why is he? Why don't you like him? Because he's a nasty person. Oh no. He is very arrogant. He's only out for himself. He thinks everyone else is worse than him. Um. He's got a lot going on in his defence. Yeah, the the only person that he likes is his sister. But then he well, hates, she's a terrible person. He hates that she's all um, slutty. Yeah, basically. Well, that leads me to think I'd rather read X Men. If you want, <laughs> I've got lots. But the difference—I was going to say—the difference between this and X Men is that in X Men, um, you've the characters in there are much more likable. Yeah, these aren't very likable. They're not. I find that one one of the reasons that I enjoy reading Alpha Flight is that you re you you want them to win because they're like the characters. But uh, how, great no, wait. reason for no, no, winning. Wait, 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 wait. So Nightcrawler is very charming and and the ladies like him and Colossus is like this big hunky Rus- uh, Russian that everyone is like, oh wow, you're so cute. And then he goes off and has. A relationship with a 13 year old girl and everyone's like what? Oh, that's fine Nicky you probably that's something else but um, all and, these comics sound deplorable and Storm is like very sensual and she doesn't like wearing clothes and you see and you don't get that in Alpha Flight not liking clothes hello Puck no sorry but Storm is presented as, as that being Hello, Puck. He yes. went to sleep in his pants. Well, he shouldn't if he's gonna come outside, come down the stairs, okay. and like karate so, chop a sasquatch. Amy's rules for comics: if a sasquatch smashes through your house, Where's make sure you clothes? put a dressing gown. Yes. <laughs> for goodness' sake. I mean, that could have been. I don't know how hot it. Where Tamarind Island is? That's where they live. Um, Why is it called Tamarind Island? I don't know, Amy. I mean, I like the flavour of tamarind a lot in food. What is tamarind? It's, you get it in, like, 
spicy food. Right. <laughs> I can't describe. I can't describe it. Um, it's very nice. So, yeah. So I don't. Maybe it was a hot night. Maybe that's why they're <laughs> it's all. No excuse. It was skimpy. No, it was the artist's decision to make it. I think scantily clad. On I purpose. think box wearing pants was an artistic decision so that when he gets scratched down the back, it's easier to show. Fine, but these are all like look scantily clad. Like she's well, always again. That clad. that's a. I mean, you could argue for it being plot driven because they've just been in bed together. <sighs> North Star's put a robe on. See, he's an absolute dick. He's like. There's a massive fight going on downstairs. I better put my dressing gown on. He is. He no. He's done the right thing by not. I'm not a prude. I just think sometimes these comics are too. Got past comics code. But that's that seems to be a comics code written by men. Of course it was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know me. I don't like. I don't like anything. I feel is. For the sake of it. Okay, right. I yeah. Anyway, for the sake of this episode, I do. I'm sad this little fella. I'm very sad that Smart Alec it. didn't get enough. Because I'd quite like to find out more about him. Yeah, he is his he actually entire dead. Entire character appears in two episodes before he gets shrunk down, and you see him as like a lifeless little mannequin person in another issue, and then this. Gosh. And then he turns up in the Alpha Flight 1992 special, which is a flashback to when... Because he was... Before the comic started, he was training to be a superhero. Uh, and I think he's just one of those like really irritating, clever... I'm doing inverted commas in the air. People who like smoked a pipe and wore a smoking jacket. I like his boots. He's a cool little character. Mm. He's a cool... But then... He's a cool-looking character when he's, like, really small and jumping over um, lamps and stuff. But that costume on a fully-grown man would be ridiculous. It would. He's kind of like the Alpha Flight version of Ant-Man. Uh, no. He kind They're of looks like They're both small, but Ant-Man Ant is small on purpose. Whereas Smart Alec is small because he lost his mind and then Shaman shrunk him down and put him in a magic pouch. Do they pronounce it Shaman because he does shameful things? They pronounce it shaman because I read the letters S H A M A N M M N N M N and pronounce it shaman, and you read them and pronounce it shaman. Well, I've watched <laughs> Legends of the Fall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. So I yeah just um, for the sake while we're talking about shaman. Okay, go for it, shaman. Um, this is where he steps out of Alpha Flight. For ages. Okay. I don't know when he comes back into it. But he was, again, so John Burns set up Alpha Flight as a core team. And Bill Mantlo is one by one getting rid of him. So Why? Because he want he's, as far as I can tell from having read the other comics, mm. he's moving the series into a position where he, where he's happy to write it. So... There's always a lot of backstage politicking, isn't there? We learnt from your autobiography, biography of Marvel, that there's a lot yeah. of... There's a lot of that behind the scenes, A lot yeah. of the reasons for the comic aren't because of the they're not character-driven. They're driven by writers creator, disliking yeah. each other or writers wanting to get one up on each other or... Yeah, so... That's kind of sad. Um, I don't think that's the case here. Bill, oh, cool. Bill Mantlo just... He didn't want to write... By the time he's finished, it's not really a superhero team anymore. What is it? Well, it sort of is. It's his core team is uh, so the the team at this point is constantly changing issue on issue. Different people are in it, uh, different uh, and or, or in different states. So Sasquatch is back now, mm-hmm. having died, but he's mm-hmm. a lady. Yeah. Um, Quite a pretty lady as well. Yeah. She never puts many clothes on. Of course she doesn't. It's um, a comic in the 80s and 90s. Well, also, before she was a lady, she was a full-blooded man. So, so she's d- got the female body, which rep- like reflects that. So a man's opinion of how a lady would dress if you're a sex pest. 
is how I've perceived that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, you distracted me. So, <laughs> god damn it. One by one, he's writing the old team out. Right. So he's killed Snowbird. Got it. Yeah, he's killing them all off. Shaman has enough. Yeah. He's and off. walks off. In like three panels, he's gone. So of John Burns, yeah. original team, yeah. by the end of this, yeah. we still have Puck, Northstar and Aurora. Right. All the other characters aren't core Alpha Flight. Right. Okay. I've got I've got I've got what you're saying. Yes. I don't know if anyone else has. Of course they have, Amy. <laughs> um is this is this a comic that if you were talking to a young person, say one of my students, I don't know why you'd be talking to one of my students, that you would recommend? No. No. No, if I was talking to one of your students... Not like a year seven, but like a year 11. <laughs> no, I'd recommend it to someone who had an interest in comics from the 80s. So you wouldn't say so you wouldn't say to someone that wanted to get into reading comics to read this? Has it worked on you? No. So clearly not. This is why I'm wondering why you, may, why you're, why you love it so much. It seems like because... very niche. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, I know. As soon as it gets too mainstream, you're off of it immediately. <laughs> it's just a reaction. It's not I can't cool help anymore. It. Um, yeah, so, so I just... You've done that with every bit of music you've ever liked. Every bit of music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everything. Yeah. It's a problem. If too many other people like it, what's the point of me liking it? Yeah. If I like someone else. Yeah. Thank God I've never been that popular. <laughs> <laughs> So it's interesting. Over. <laughs> so it's you wouldn't recommend this to people. Everyone I, I've spoken to is a bit on the fence about it. Yeah, but why? 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 Why do you love why it? Why do I love it so much? Yeah, because it's mental. I can, it does yeah. not I don't conform. Even say that anymore. It is bonkers. Outrageous. Okay, go on. It doesn't conform to what. So, John Burns run, his 28 issues, yeah. strictly conform to what a superhero comic should be. And after that goes really way Although, because he's working on, like, at least one other full-time book, and he didn't really want to do it, sometimes he takes shortcuts, and those shortcuts are interesting for someone who's interested in how comics work. So, you mean you're more interested in the, the behind-the-scenes like, stuff than the comic I itself? I like the story... I like reading the characters, but also there's this other weird stuff. And you go, I wonder if he didn't draw that in a particular way because he just couldn't be asked. And most and of the time it's the answer that he couldn't be asked. Uh, some of the time, and some of the time it's not. And then Bill Mantlo takes over, and he has a wild imagination. Okay. And sometimes his grasp of the characters isn't exactly there, but... Um, he turns Alpha Flight um, often into a horror comic. So the the plot lines which happen in the comic conform more to the tropes of horror comics than they do superhero comics. Mm. Um, I don't like the sound of that. That's why I didn't get you to read one. Um, and also, and then uh, up to where I've read so far, he takes everyone on a crazy sci-fi adventure. More fun. Where due to an explosion, they all get blasted off into space in a spaceship. Uh, and then it's they, a bit Life of Brian. It's a bit Star Trek. Lovely. Yeah, and that's... So it's just interesting to read that. Why haven't you finished reading all of Alpha Flight and you've started a podcast? Why have I not read 130 comics? I don't 130 know. 130 issues this is what I'm asking of a comic you. which isn't very easy to find. Oh, I see. Um, so you can't get it on, like, Kindle? You can get the first, you can get the John Byrne on Marvel Unlimited, which is the which is like the Marvel that, subscription. Yeah, I've got that in the books. Mm. That's that because that was easy to find. And so it's the later ones you're struggling with. Um, I've got more Alpha Fled than uh, Alpha Fled. I've got more Alpha Flight than I have read. You better crack on with it then. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've been moving. And I read other things as well. And I also like sleeping on the train. Well, we know that's true. Instead of reading on the train. And sometimes if you've got a stack of Alpha Flight in your bag and then someone who looks like they might judge you sit opposite or next to you on the train, don't really fancy getting them out. So, right. So it's a bit, it's a bit hit and miss opinion wise. It's hard to find. People might look judge you for reading it, mm. but it's a it's the great a great comic series. If you chop off the it's a great comic series, that probably explains why I've chosen to love it. I like it. I like your opinions on it though. I think it's interesting. I don't love it, but I do think it's got some very uh, yeah. Interesting yeah. qualities. Your interest in it and the way you talk about it has actually made me more interested in it, mm. which is good. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm probably still going to go back to my Buffy comic. Eventually. It's yeah. very big. <laughs> That's what she did. <laughs> um, it is, though. It's like A1 or A2 or something. How big is it? It's, uh, it's like A3. It's like, oh, yeah. but it's hardback. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not an easy comic to read. No. I regret buying you. They're nah. good. I like them enormously. Anyway, so, I think we have covered. We've sort of covered this episode. Yeah, we've. Talked have we been for, talking too long? We've talked for long enough. Are I you going to edit it down? I'm hard to edit because I waffle. Uh, you do good pauses though, so like, uh, it'd be easy to cut. Well, that's not technically my pause. That's technically your pause because I was waiting for you to respond. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so a good journalist would uh, allow for pauses. A good journalist? Yeah. Or me? You, that's what you're doing. You're allowing for pauses. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Alpha Pod Flight. Amy, if anybody would like to find you on the internet after this, where could they do that? They shouldn't, because I'm a school teacher and that would be wrong. You're a teacher, that didn't come up during <laughs> I don't have any internet presence. Other than I once moaned about a restaurant and it's on the internet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone wants to find you on the internet, they, they can, I don't know, look for bad restaurant reviews? What yeah, restaurant well, was it? I, I have an agreement that I won't, in fact, I, I don't think you can even publish this because I have an agreement with my school that I won't have a media presence online. I don't think this counts as a media presence. <laughs> what restaurant was it? Do oh. people want to go and find your review? I can't possibly remember. It was like a decade ago. If anybody would like to find me, I think I drank some wine and then went on a mad rant. For I appear somewhere on your website, surely. Mostly when in your acknowledgements, where you just go, "Yeah, my wife Amy. Yeah, I tolerate her." I put your name, front and foremost, in the fan voice floor. Mm. Thank you. For Amy Billamartha. That's what it actually said. Uh, for Amy Billamartha, not just for Amy. My long suffering, long suffering wife. Whom I love more than Alpha Flight. <laughs> Consider this podcast your acknowledgement. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody would like to find <laughs> me on the internet, they shouldn't. My name is Gareth A. Hopkins. Oh, pretentious. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite it, is, it sounds pretentious it's so pretentious but it's to make me more easy to and your Gerthink Gareth at Gerthink.com yes that's my email address yeah Gerthink Gerthink.com is your website yes you've got some Twitter mm-hmm. you spend far too long on it so I don't think we should give that out to people because I don't spend nearly as much time on it nowadays oh my god you're using well yes Perhaps we should also send like like send something to the people of Marvel Puzzle Quest and tell them what an avid fan you are of that as well. I've called on Marvel Puzzle Quest as well. Oh, I've played it till like four o'clock today. I saw you playing it today, sitting at the table with Martha. Yes, after I'd done two tip runs. It's a hard life. You're gonna cut all this out, right? No, it's going straight in. No, cut it out. <laughs> um, if you'd like to buy my book found for us floor you can search for it on oh Amazon. that's good i like that what you like that that's not what you bloody told me we should do a special podcast where you discuss my books with me i like it it's not like the phallic one that you drew after that's found for us floor no it isn't is it found for us floor is the one we like that's a penis 
That's the China. <laughs> well, you're so smutty. <laughs> um, no, I did like it. Right. I love all your stuff. I just don't want to tell you I like things because then you six, get it Six eight three is my comic. You can buy that. It comes with a free postcard and a free comic. Stop giving stuff away for free. It's the only way people will buy it. It's because you're niche. It's because I've found my audience and I've exhausted them. Yeah, that's it. All Thank you for listening. <laughs> Please join me again on the next episode.